So we become more beautiful. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the name. Uh, just a quick, um, a little testimony. I know we've been fasting uh, for 21 days. And uh, uh, today we didn't get to preach the word. We just prayed throughout. How amazing. And then afterwards, to the glory of God, we had uh, two people got saved without even preaching. Two people got saved. They gave their life to Christ. How awesome is this? And this is one of the things we are praying into. We want to see, even without preaching, just worship alone. People start to give their life to Christ. You see, even when we, and I believe tonight, if you are here, you've not been saved, or maybe you've gone away from the Lord. This is another opportunity for you. After this preaching, we will give the opportunity for you to come forward. And we'll pray with you. Bible says, ever rejoice just for one soul that gave their life to Christ. So don't be shy. Don't be discouraged. Because this is love of Christ for you. So don't push it aside. Because God has been chasing after you for so long. Because you are loved by God. Amen. I would like to thank uh, my team. My team, they're amazing. These are my team. Yes, my team. You know, it, it reminds of uh, God himself. Before uh, he led the people of Israelites out of the Egypt, he said, let my people go. After they rebel against God, God told Moses, your people. <laughs> it is not his own people anymore. Your people. Yeah, but these are my people. So I would like to say thank you to the worship team, uh, people in the media. Yeah. Our photographer right there. <laughs> Our hosting team, Oshias. I said, thank you so much. Yeah. God bless you guys. Cool. Today, I'm going to be talking about... Just give me a second. Just give me a second. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about crossing the Jordan. Crossing the Jordan. I'm going to read the scripture from Joshua chapter 3, 1 to 8. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the bank of the Jordan River. By the way, I would like you guys to follow me very closely because there's something I want to share here which is very powerful. Where they came before, before crossing... Three days later, Israelite officers went through the camp, giving this instruction to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about half a mile behind them. Keep a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come close. Make sure you don't come any close. Then Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves. From, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. In the morning, Joshua said to the priest, Lift up the ark of the covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, today 
I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all Israelites. They will know that I am with you, just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priests who carry the ark of the covenant. And when you reach the bank of the river, take a few steps into the river and stop there. Isn't that interesting? Take a few steps into the river and stop there. I want us to skip down to from verse 13 to 17 now. The priests will carry the ark of the covenant, the love of all the earth, as soon as their feet, feet touched the water. The flow of water will, will be cut off upstream, and the river will stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above, that point began <laughs> backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed on to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Verse 17 now. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the, the Ark of the Covenants stood on the dry ground in the middle of the riverbed. As the, as the people passed by, they waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the river on the dry ground. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We're so thankful for your amazing and wonderful word. We bless your majestic name. Thank you for the wonderful things you're going to do in our midst tonight. Father, I pray that you will prepare each and everyone's heart in this place. That your name alone will be glorified. And I pray for myself, Father, that you will think through my mind and speak through my, my lips. That it will be none of me, but all of you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, the greatest teacher, that you will reveal the revelation of your word into our spirit, into our heart, that will leave this place transformed, changed. Thank you, Jesus, for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, these things, I'm just going to give you a little bit of uh, background here. And we understand that uh, the people of Israelite, they've been living in Egypt for 40 years. And now they've, they've, they've faced so many challenges, tribulation, the taskmaster. They become a, a slave to the people of uh, Egyptians. Then uh, the time came, God set them free. He led them out, yes, of uh, the land of Egypt. Uh, with the uh, promise in mind, what God has promised them, that you live in this place, I'm going to take you to a promised land, a killer land that flow with milk and honey. And that was a great promise for God to um, the people of Israelite. Now they've, uh, they've moved away. They've gone through different challenges. They face uh, the Red Sea and God set them free from that Red Sea. God parted the Red Sea. Amazing miracle happened. There's something about God that you need to understand. God wants glory for himself. 
And nobody can share the glory of God. You can't share the glory of God. Sometimes we go through certain difficulties. It is not because God wants to punish you or God wants to do certain things, but God wants to make sure he wants to get all the glory from that. And there's something also about God. God wants to start with miracles in your life. And at the same time, he wants to end with miracles. He began with miracles to the people of Israelite. And if you see towards the end here, they were just about a step away to their promised land. God finished. He wants to finish again with miracles. I believe there's some of you here, you've been believing God for so long, for certain things in your own life that you haven't seen. God wants to do a miracle in your life. All you need to do, just put your trust in God. And I'm going to show you some certain things here. How can you cross the River Jordan? The River Jordan here, before the people of Israelite, is like a problem to them. Obstacle. Mountain. That stood before them, just one step away from their promised line. And some of you here, you are one step away to your breakthrough. You are one step away to your victory. You are one step away to your freedom. But there's this obstacle that is holding you back. But do you know one thing? Tonight, I believe, God is going to do a miracle in your own life. Now, if you look at this text here, how come after three days. They were before the river Jordan. They are there for three days. Isn't that interesting? They could have just get to the river Jordan and let's go. <laughs> you know, sometimes God wants you, want you to get familiar with your situation. Once you get familiar with your situation, you want to know, do you have any other, other alternative? So some of here, we've been, some people, they've get used to their situations, used to their problems. That they forget about God. But God wants to see. He wants to, to come to the end of yourself. That is the reason. Because these people they've been wondering. We've come this far. Now we are here. We've been here for three days. We are camping here for three days. And we are only one step away. To our promised land. What are we going to do? Some people are losing hope right there. Some people are discouraged right here. Because they've been camping for three days. But God is the God of a miracle. He has amazing stuff in mind. Now, I want to share with you. This is the greatest example that we have. In the book of Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, verse 11. Say, now all these things happened to them as an example. That they were written for our own admonition. So God wants us to learn from this example. What happened to the people of Israelite. That is why tonight we're going to learn from their own example so that we, can, we are not going to make the same mistake they made. So this is the purpose of the uh, Old Testament. The Old Testament is for you to learn from their failure, from their victory, from their wins, so that for us it becomes easier to step into God's glory. Sometimes you did, you've done wrong thing in the past. God doesn't want you to camp on the past. Some people are living on the past. When you are living in the past, you will never achieve the greater things in your own life because the past is controlling you. But you must learn from the past. Hmm. When you learn from the past, it gives you the opportunity to step forward because now you are guided. You don't want to make the same mistake anymore. 
We have all these people called uh, God's uh, general. Some of them, the mistake they've made. It is not for us to make the same mistake they made. It's for us to learn from that. But some people are living in the past. You can never attain anything in this life if you are living in the past. The past is past. That's what called is past. But you can learn from the past. That is when you see transformation in your own life. We all make mistakes. But don't live on your mistakes. Amen. Now, I can't... How to cross your Jordan? How do you cross your Jordan? You are one step away from your victory. You are one step away from the land of promise. That flow with milk and honey. This happened, this can be ad, uh, applied in different ways in your life. Whether you are wanting financial breakthrough, you are wanting healing, marriage, life partner, it applies to every, every areas of your life. That is your promised land. Now, how can you cross your Jordan? For many people that take note, follow me. You must come to the end of yourself. That is number one. Many people have alternative. If God don't do this, I'm just going to turn this way. You can't receive anything from God. No. So that is why sometimes you go through certain things. There's a reason it can be delayed because God wants to exhaust all your alternative. That he wants to make sure I am the only one. <laughs> but someone is saying, oh, if God doesn't do this, I will go this way. It will never work for you. So that means you have alternative. God wants to be the only one you trust. That is what happened to the, that is why they come there for three days. He want to, he want them to come to the end of themselves. So that you know it is only God that can do it. See, there's some impossibility in your life. That you think you can do. Bible says with men, all things are impossible. But not with God. But with God, all things are possible. Not until you realize these impossibility things. I have to leave that to God. See, the possibility things is for you. When, you, when everything is possible for you, you are expected to do that. That is your responsibility. But you have to leave the impossibility to God. Because that is God's responsibility. Now, we have a problem today. Everybody wants to do God's part. They want to do their part. And they are praying, oh God, where are you? You don't leave impossibility to God. Now you are taking God's part. How would you see God move in your own life? You must come to the end of yourself. Stop trying to figure things out. Many people are trying to figure things out in their own life. This doesn't work, I go this way. Or it didn't work, I go another way. You've never asked God one time, God, what way do you want me to go? Remember what uh, the, the leaders of the Israelites tell them. Say, you have not been to this way before. But let the ark guide you, the ark of covenant, let it guide you. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you because you haven't been this way before. Not until you realize you can do nothing without God. You can never advance in this life. No. Not until you realize I can do nothing without you.
That's what the Bible says. Without you, I can do nothing. Do you know what that means? And you know, many people read that scripture, they don't know what it means. No, you can buy a house without God. You can get married without God. But that is not what he's saying. You can never do anything eternal without him. <laughs> not until you recognize, I am at the end of myself. God, I need you. That is when the father showed up. That is why some certain things you've been going through for so long, but you haven't recognized or you haven't acknowledged God in your situation. But trust me, you can't stay there for another 20 years. You have to recognize. You must come to the end of myself. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path in all your ways. Even to the extent that you want to, you know, you want to dress up in the morning. You just ask Holy Spirit, what clothes did I wear, should I wear today? See, it's weird for some people. Actually, I've had a testimony. Somebody's asking, Holy Spirit, what clothes should I wear today? And because Holy Spirit now chose the clothes to wear for, to, to her, now it was on the street. She was on the street. Do you know what happened? It got somebody's attention. Oh, I love your clothes. And now they caught up and she starts sharing the word of God. She's just sharing the gospel to this person. Because Holy Spirit, no. See, you need to make Holy Spirit your close friend. So in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your part. Hmm. Number two. You must recognize your situation, your, your, your situations as spiritual problems, though it may seem physical. <laughs> Some people have uh, pain in your body. You think uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's physical. Anything, anything I said is spiritual. If everything is not spiritual, why do you pray? Oh, can you pray for me? I need healing. <laughs> do you know your prayer is spiritual? The moment you kneel down, you recognize so the moment you start praying, you already step into the realm of the spirit. And there is nothing that has more power than the realm of the spirit. Because everything that were made were made from the unseen. Bible says everything physical that you see it was made from stains that are not seen. So that is why you must recognize that the physical things has nothing. The spiritual things has more power than the physical things. Whenever the spiritual law is in oppression, it is, a res it is a necessity for physical law to bow down for the spiritual law. That is why the reason why Jesus Christ was able to walk on the water. The spiritual law was suspended. Sorry, the physical law. Yeah. Was suspended. Because the spiritual law is already in motion. You must recognize your problem, it is not physical, it is spiritual. Then that is when you see, and if you recognize the problem is spiritual, so how are you going to deal with, it, with your situation? You have to deal with it from the realm of the spirit. Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. You must recognize. The physical law is nothing before the spiritual law. Spiritual law is so powerful than what you think. 
the reality is in the realm of the spirit, not in the physical. Many people are living in the physical realm. And if you are living in the physical realm, that means you have not really recognized that you are a spirit being. So the moment you need that and start praying, you are a spirit being, you connect to the things of the spirit. And you have to connect to the father, who is the spirit. That is when you see the manifestation in the physical realm. Oh my God. You must recognize the things of the spirit are greater to the things of the physical. That is why when you see signs and wonders happen, those signs and wonders, miracle, they're spiritual. You have cancer. Cancer can dry up just like that. It's physical. See, the realm of the spirit is so powerful, so powerful than the physical realm. That is why no disease, no pain, no trouble that you go through that cannot, that can stand against the things of the spirit because that is what you belong. You must recognize your problem is a spiritual problem, not physical. Bible says, Hebrews 11.3, through faith we understand the world that were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Even the word of God, say, your word that you speak is spirit. Bible says, the word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. <sighs> Those spirits, they, you see, it travels so far. The moment the word of God is released, it can do anything, it will achieve anything. Because God created everything through his word to begin with. And when that word is released, oh my God, there is power in the word of God. And that is when you see the manifestation of the power of God. Number three. You must position yourselves, sanctify yourself, separate yourself from the common things to focus on Jesus. The Bible says that uh, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Joshua declared to the people of Israelite, say, separate yourself. Sanctify yourself because tomorrow God is going to do the greater things among you. What does that mean? You set yourself apart. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Do not be distracted. Many are distracted today. Many are believing God. You are distracted. <laughs> People can watch TV for hours. And you are expecting miracles from God. <laughs> People are watching shows. They spend two minutes reading the scripture. You want to receive from God. It does not work that way. I'm being honest, okay? You must sanctify yourself. Fix your eyes on Jesus and Jesus only. That is when you mean business with God. You can't be watching, um, I don't know, those shows. <laughs> Sorry, I don't watch shows. I hardly watch TV. <laughs> you can't. And expect God, I need your miracles. And some people don't even spend time in the presence of God. Like I always say, some people see 
God as a Jehovah genie. They call upon God whenever you need him. Jesus, I need you. See, many people, you run into trouble today. You never, you never call God back in, back in those days. Now you run into trouble, you want to run to God. Now you just want to call him, bring him, bring him out of your pocket. It does not work that way. So God will say, it is your time. See, it is my time. Come and wait in my own presence. That is the way God works. If you want to deal with God, you need to understand. Don't do and don't of God. I'm not talking about law. I'm talking about, you, you know what, see, what touched the Father's heart. You know what pleased the Father's heart. You can't be watching TV and just say, oh God, I need you. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Fix your eyes. Separate yourself. Position yourself. This is what Joshua tells people. Say, when, the moment you see the hack being carried, say, position yourself. Some people are going to this direction. God wants you to position your face, turn to this direction and follow. He said, follow the ark. The ark represents the presence of God. Change your position. If the direction you are going and you know, you see, many people will know it in our heart. This direction, it is not of God. But we just refuse. But God said, position your heart and follow the ark. And God is calling each and every one of us to position ourselves. If you are going to receive from God, you must position yourselves. Just like we are in the midst of fasting and praying. Fasting does not change God. Fasting doesn't move God. If you are fasting to move God, you are wasting your time. It's unchangeable. Fasting puts you in a position to receive from God. That is where it is. Number four. You must be willing to step out in faith. <laughs> in fact, Joshua's success depends on one thing. Joshua had a great success depend on one thing. And I'm going to take us quickly to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. We all know this scripture. This book of law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, hmm, you see that? That's a clause right there. For then, thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. See? It depends because... Joshua spent time meditating on God's word. This part here in the body of Christ is what is lacking today. So you can quote scripture. It means nothing to me. As that scripture transforms your life, that is the purpose of reading the scripture, to transform you, to change you. If it hasn't changed you, that means you haven't spent time meditating on God's word. Look at what it says there. Day and night. Some people read the scripture a day and they think it's going to affect no, you spend time in the scripture. Look at that. God himself, he gave that command. You must meditate day and night. It isn't only in the morning. It isn't only in the day. Because when that scripture becomes part of you, nobody can take it away from you. You can see situations or challenges in front of your face. You will never be moved. No way. Because that scripture has become part of you. Meditate. Day and night. 
there is no easy way to God. People are looking for shortcuts. We are living in a day of instant noodles. <laughs> Quick, give it to me, let me go. You see, God doesn't have an instant noodle. No instant pudding either. It won't, it, the very first thing he's going to tell you, spend time in my presence. Because see, the, more, the more you spend time in the presence of God, the more you get to know him. He knows you so well already. But you, you haven't known him yet. When you know God, you know that God is that... The more you know God, the more you start to see how sensitive God is in some areas. You, you haven't known God yet. You don't know. God is very sensitive. That is why I tell you, I am so jealous of you. You, see, you are watching too much TV. You say, son, I'm jealous. But you haven't spent time with me. He's jealous of you. He needs you. He wants to draw you to his presence. So I want you to myself alone. God has been calling some of you here. But you've been, re you've been rejecting the call. God has been chasing you for so long, but you've been rejecting that call. I will encourage you tonight. Stop running from God. Start running to God because you are so loved by God. This is what happened to Joshua. I also want us to look at the first Timothy again. First Timothy chapter, yes, chapter 4, verse 15. Meditate upon these things. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that the profiting may appear to all. Give yourself to it. Give yourself totally to the word of God. Do you know that is what the book of Acts talk about? It said we need people to, to kind of look after the tables so that we, apostle, we can devote ourselves to prayer and the world. They are devoted to prayers. When prayer is missing in the body of Christ, it's nothing. When prayer is missing in church, it's completely nothing. They are devoted to prayer. When the word of God is missing, the church is empty. You can have 30,000 people. It does not matter to God. God wants to see. That's what the Bible says. My, let's, my house shall be called the house of prayer. They are devoted to the word of God. Because without the word of God, you haven't actually seen God yet. God and the word, they are the same. You can't just say, I love God, but you don't love the word. You haven't loved God yet. You are trying to create division between God himself and the world. When you see God, you see the world. Just like if you say something to me, somebody said, the moment you say something, I recognize this person said it because the same, the world and the person, they are the same. So if you want to see God, you must see the world. If you want to encounter God, you must step into the life of prayer. That is the way it works with God. You can't come to God whenever you need him. You must spend time in his presence. You must be willing. They step into the river. Oh my God. Have you ever thought about that? And God say, stop there. Stay there. They are stepping. This is a step of faith. Nothing is happening. Oh, wait for this. Wait for this, guys. This is the time I've been waiting for. Oh, 
my God. Watch this. Bible says, many are defeated because there is no word of God on their lips. If you're going to have victory over any situation, over any trouble, the word of God must be plain in your lips. The word of God must become your action. It must be in your mind. You don't think about anything else. You are thinking about the word of God. That's what the Bible says. Oh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of his mouth. Bible says when the devil come, came and tempted, tempted Jesus, he said, it is written. Many people don't have it is written. And you over, want to overcome devil. Devil is busy 24-7. You're only busy with God. 10 minutes. I'm here to challenge you guys. Let us change our position. God is challenging you. You are myself. It is time. You've been in that situation for so long. God wants to say, son, what are you going to do with that? Daughter, what are you going to do with that? We have the word of God everywhere. Some people even have the scripture in the toilet. It has not been hopeful for so long. Faith in God's word leads us to a greater victory. Now, this is my number five. I've been waiting for days. And I want to show you something really cool here. Don't give up too quickly. Your miracle is around the corner. Don't give up too quickly. I wanted to show something amazing here. Let's read verse 13. The priest will carry the ark of the Lord. And the Lord of all the earth, as soon as their feet touched the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream, and the river will stand up like a wall. Verse 16. This is it, guys. This is it. Oh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Whew. The water above, that point, we began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam. Do you see that? When they step into the water, oh my God, the water didn't back up right there. It starts from the hand that you cannot see. Many people, they step up in faith, they don't see any different yet, but they give up. But guess what? The river already starts parting right from the hand, but nobody see that. Imagine they step in, they haven't seen anything for a while. They could have given up. They step back out. This is getting deep. Do you see that? They've they will have loved the miracle. They will have lost the miracle. Many times you see unseen things. You step into unseen, unknown. God is saying, just step and trust me. But the miracle already began from the end. But because you don't see it right now, you've given up. We give up so quickly. But you don't know your miracle is around the corner. Imagine Daniel fasting and praying for 21 days. But the prayer began, the answer to this prayer began on the very first day. But this guy didn't see the manifestation. But guess what? God already released the angel in heaven to bring answers to him. Imagine day seven, he gave up. Imagine day 15, he gave up. Imagine day 20, he gave up. Today, if he gave up at that 20, he would have lost a miracle. 
It will have lost the things that transform Israel. Many people, you don't want to wait for your miracle because you don't see it on time. Bible says, if you, if you sow, you shall reap what you sow. If you faint not, in due season, in due season, in due season, in due season, you will reap what you sow. Nobody wants to wait for due season. But God is a God of due season. When that time is ripe, he says, son, this is the time. Sometimes God wants you to wait because he wants to change your character. See, you, gotta get, you have some attitude. Let's work on your attitude. If you wait, that attitude will be removed. But nobody wants to be wait to be pruned and broken. Don't give up too quickly. <laughs> and the water below that point flow onto the Dead Sea far, <laughs> far. They step into the water, but they haven't seen anything. Have you stepped into certain things in your own life that you haven't seen anything yet? You step in faith, but you haven't seen anything yet. Have you waited for God? Do you know the same thing with healing? The moment the hands are laid on you, your healing began. Some people start to give up. You don't see, they pray for you. You don't see any different. Oh, yes, I don't get here today. The moment you say that, you've lost your healing. Healing begins the moment hands are laid on you. To the glory of God, we get to lay hands on the one uh, lady. He has an uh, eczema and something here. This actually happened when we had the home, home church in December. January, sorry. He has something here. And I told her, I will pray for you. But this healing might not take place instantly. But I want you to keep the switch of your faith turned on. This can take one week. But it can take more than that. But there's something about God. If you are willing to stand forever, it will, not be, it will not be very long. Then after maybe three weeks, after three weeks, she sent a text to us. She said, I've been completely healed. I've been completely healed. And she never saw healing happen instantly. See, the moment healing, I mean, your hands are least on you, your healing began. But many people give up so quickly. And that is why the healing is lost today. And you say healing doesn't work. Or there's no power. It is, I don't trust God anymore. As a result of that, people are discouraged to come forward for prayer. In conclusion. I want us to see the key to this miracle. The key to this miracle is the hack. Because you must know the Lord is with you. Just like uh, you see some people when they see the river, the Jordan, they want to build bridge. Start to come up with something. Let's contact the engineer. We must build bridge over here. No. You must leave the impossibility with God. And you can do the possibility. The fulfillment of the ark is Jesus. And that is why God is called Emmanuel. God is with us. Jesus has cleared the way to victory over all things. 
Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, having disarmed principalities and power, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So that is the cross. The cross has cleared the way. All we need to do is just believe. I'm going to invite the worship team. To face such impossibility that challenges our lives, you must look to Jesus. There is no other way. Christ is the only way. Many people, they are looking for alternatives. They are looking for different ways. There is no many ways to God. There is only one way. Bible says, I am the way and the truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You cannot get to the Father. There, may, there might be many religions. They mean nothing to God. There's only one way. And that way is Jesus. Stop looking at any other ways. Stop trying to figure things out yourself. God has been reaching out to you, each and every one of us. You spend so much time in what you've been going through. You've cried. You've wept. You wept so much. Bible says Jesus Christ is touched with our infirmities. But do you know one thing? He's never moved with our infirmities. He's only touched. But you need to trust him. It is your faith in him that moves him. It is not the fact that you cry and weep. But God, Jesus Christ, is touched by that. He knows exactly what you are going through. That is why he wants to set you free. That is why he wants to heal you. That is why he wants to deliver you. Because he came for this reason. What are you going to do? With man. All things are impossible, but not with God. But with God, all things are possible. Today, I want to encourage us. Leave the impossibility to God. Surrender all to him. You can do the, the possibility. And as you step out in faith, do you know one thing? It becomes so easy for you to cross your Jordan. Can we bow our heads for prayer? Father, we are so thank you. Father, we've delivered the word that you've given unto us. And I believe by faith, you have touched each and every one's heart. And I trust you, Holy Spirit. We live this way, this place. We become the daughter of God's word, not the hearer only. Father, we thank you for it. Blessed be the name. You know what each, each and every one of here is going through. You know their challenges. You know their Jordan. It's been so difficult. Some, they've been facing this Jordan for years. They don't even know what to do no more. But Father, we thank you. You are reaching out to each and everyone's heart. 
that, hey, I can do it all. Just give it to me. Thank you, Jesus, that uh, we cast our worries and our concerns, our troubles, our problems unto you because you care for us. In Jesus' name. You know, while we bow our heads, if you are here, you don't know Christ. Or you've known Christ. You've moved away from him. It's like a prodigal son that moved away from God. God is calling you tonight. The Bible says today is a day of salvation. Don't leave it to tomorrow. And you know God has been chasing after you. If you are here, can you please raise up your hands? Always remember, you don't raise up your hands to me. Forget about people around you. Because on that day, the people you are so conscious of, they will not be there when we face Jesus Christ on that day. If you're here, you want to give your life to Christ. Or you want to surrender. Once again, you can lift up your hands. I will pray for you. And Bible says, everyone rejoice over the soul that gave his life to Christ. And if you don't want to raise up your hands, just feel free to come and talk to us. I believe we have uh, the leaders to come in the front that will minister to you. Speak to them. I will pray with you. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your holy written word that revealed the living word unto us. Thank you for touching our heart. We bless you. We adore you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. God bless you guys. Amen. Hey, why don't we stand on our feet and just as we come to just respond to that, Lord, we want to thank you for the power. We want to thank you for that power of that promise. The Lord, as we step out in faith, the answer, have, the answer begins instantly. But we don't see anything necessarily change in the moment. Because way upstream, the water stopped moving. And it was God answered the prayer, but He answered it upstream. You're going to have to wait for that, for that breakthrough moment to come while you step into the water with the presence of God. And Father, we want to just thank you that, Lord, right across this place, that that promise connects with us in so many different ways. Because, God, as we step out right now into that promised land, into what you have promised for us across on the other side of the Jordan, as we step out in faith with you, Lord God, we thank you that we are a breakthrough people. That you're calling us, as you called Joshua to cross over in the obstacle and I'm not, I'm not sure what that relates to you but there may be a Jordan that's preventing you from stepping into the, the promised land but stepping into the, the things that God has promised for you what's the Jordan for you but God just says to you in this moment of faith you know there's a faith that's been released today because the Bible says that 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And as you've been hearing the Word of God being spoken, all of a sudden there's something on the inside of you that says, maybe maybe I can, I can believe God. I can believe His Word right now in this moment because God has called you to be able to step across that Jordan into the promised land. And Father, we want to thank You that even tonight, people are going to step into the Jordan. And as they step into the Jordan, we thank you instantly the answer is going to be there. Whether they see it in the moment or not, we thank you that the answer is going to be there. And so right now, why don't you just begin to crystallize in your mind. What is it right now that I need to stand on God's Word for? Maybe somebody here and you have an oppression in your mind. Maybe you've been battling with oppression in your mind, oppression or depression or demonic bondage in your mind. Today, as you step out, there is freedom for you in the name of Jesus. There is freedom for your mind, for your thinking. Some others, maybe you're stepping out and you're saying, no, I'm going to stand for my family because the Bible says that, that you and your whole household will be saved. So I'm going to step in faith into the promised land. And I may not see something instantly change, but I know that I've had my breakthrough. Come on. I don't know if that relates to you. Maybe there's pain in your body and you say, God, that is illegally in my body. But I'm declaring today that I'm stepping in faith into the Jordan that there would be a change. And others, I just feel like God is saying to you, this is a moment, this is a moment for you to step into your calling, for you to step into your gifting in a new measure and a new way. So I don't know if you've got a thing, but if you have, why don't you step out of your seat where you are and say, yeah, Lord, in faith, I am stepping into the Jordan River right now. I'm stepping in faith into the promise of God. I'm claiming freedom. I'm claiming breakthrough. If that's you, why don't you slip out of your seat where you are? Why don't you come on down the front in faith? and say, God, right now, I am receiving a fresh breakthrough from you. And so, Spirit of God, we want to thank you that, Lord, your Word says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. <laughs> and so we thank you. Faith has been released. We thank you. There's freedom for people. Freedom from a restless spirit, freedom from oppression, freedom from sickness, freedom from, from, from uh, blockages that have stopped you from stepping into what God has got for you. And so Holy Spirit, we just welcome you right now.